0: Okay, so we're going to be learning Bezrat Hashem this morning. Thank you. For uh, the weekly sponsorship, well, the Homant of Tevet by Shachar and Alex Avram, for Fur for David Pinchas, Ben Mendelsara Weekly sponsorship this week by the Rosenbaums by Jeremy and Yael Rosenbaum in memory of Scott Minard, Jeremy's boss. And anonymously, in honor of the community, may we be blessed to continue growing in Torah, learning, and Avas Yisrael, to draw more and more of Hashem's light into the world. Good morning. And uh, Yuri and Michal Reiner, it's in honor of children's birthdays, Leora and Gilad. Anonymous for the Refuah Shlema of Eitan Yisrael ben Anael Josephine, and for the Refuah Shlema of Meira Bat Orit. Okay. All right, everyone's everyone's here. Thank you. We could pass these around. What I want to discuss today, what I want to learn with you today, is a beautiful piece from the Betzalel on the Parsha, on Parsha Va'yigash. And for, in order to before we go into this piece, um, first I, I will say that I will figure out if we could, if we can get heat in here. Okay. The truth is, it may even. done this
1: already? Did you use it? Yes. Uh-uh. Well, we tried it ten minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure.
0: it's... Uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I need mean, like on off. We'll see what yeah. happens. No, it works in other rooms here. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It works in. Other, it works in the office. It works in other places. So, in order for us to begin learning today's piece, but really, in order to learn, I feel in order to learn any piece on Vayigash, you have to really do some character uh, research. You have to kind of visualization. You have to do vis- yeah, character visualization. You got you to remember how Mikit ended and how Vayigash starts and really go into this, even though you know what's going to happen in a few seconds, right? Even though you know in a few seconds Yosef's going to reveal himself to Yehuda and then Yaakov's going to find out that his son is still alive there's going to be a whole reunion, and it's all going to be beautiful. And you know, the closest thing to Mashiach, you still have to really look into into two. There could be two brothers in the situation, two brothers that are experiencing completely different experiences, and they're in the same room, and the same things are more or less happening, but the experiences are completely, completely different. I mean, this is this is going to sound pretty pretty out there but last night I had this experience last night I officiated a chuppah but it was it was it was by far by far the most um, it was just the most different chuppah. I can't compare this to any chuppah that I ever did because mm-hmm. it was the whole wedding there was no other part of the wedding it was just the chuppah and it was a few hours what do I mean? This precious, beautiful couple, so in love, so refined, so clean, so clean. My gosh, that's how I felt, just so clean in Tamim. The Khatan's father died just a few months ago. And basically, you know that it's mutar to have music at a wedding, right? After Shiva, you know, but even and even within Shloshim, there's some deot that say that it's okay to even do a wedding if someone's supposed to be getting married. Here, the Khatan's family. The Khatan is a, is about Shuvah. and his father passed away. I don't know how long ago, but not too long ago, just a few months ago, from New Jersey. And it's just it was just too hard on the family. Even though it's not because of halachic reasons, just because of where they're at and where they feel, it's too difficult for them to have gone through a whole wedding and a whole like party side, side of the wedding. And they were it was very hard for them bichlal that the couple was choosing to move forward with the wedding. Um, but this couple, that's young and religious and engaged, said, "No, no, we we, we got to make this happen, but we got to do it with consideration, the proper consideration to the to the Khatan's family." So the parents of the Kala called me a few months ago, and I don't even know how they got to. I don't know. I don't know. They don't. I don't think they live here, but the sweetest parents, and they explained to me the situation, and they said, "Look, we know this is going to be really different, but." Is there any way that you think that you could do the chuppah for like an hour and a half to two hours with music, and that will be the, all, that will be the whole simcha, because there's not going to be a band, there's not going to be dancing. and that can be the whole thing. You know what, after the chuppah, my, the, I had two musicians with me, Hanan, Elias, and Nimrod, and I, we said to each other, you know what, even when things are just besimcha, it really should be that chuppahs are really like the the main, you know, the whole thing. Now, in certain chavras, it is like that, you know. Like my wedding, I remember, it was like the shortest chuppah of any of my chavra, <laughs> right? But my chuppah was like an hour and a half, right? That's all. It's all relevant to, to, the, to the circles you hang out with, right, obviously. Like the first chuppah I ever did in Eretz Yisrael, I, I was just so overwhelmed. And then afterwards, someone came up to me and said, look, you know, I know your name is Shlomo, and you're a rabbi, but you don't have to do a three and a half hour chuppah.
1: <laughs> it's three and a half
0: hours in the moshav. <laughs> like, okay. So we got it. You know how long was? Uh, <laughs> <don't>, it was. <laughs>
1: it could have gone on forever. Right, so. right. It
0: wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't too crazy. <laughs> in any event, why am I saying all this? Because last night there's two sides under the same chuppah experiencing completely different things. And as as high as it was, the second he broke the glass, from the from the kalas side, sasam v'simcha, right, and from and the mother of the chatan, walked right off the chuppah, into the arms of her two daughters, and they sat in the first three rows, bawling, uncontrollably, in front of the chuppah, while the other side's dancing. So it struck me so deep. It's like two completely different experiences that are happening happening to like what's becoming one family. And if you don't know any of the backstory of what's going on in there, you'd be like, what is going on over here? So Rav Tzadok is going to take us into the backstory, into like some of the things we maybe not, didn't pay attention to, with some very important details in the story of the brothers that... Till today, like we said last week in Shul, it's proof that the Torah is a Torah at Chaim, because if it was just the Torah of that, we wouldn't get as excited as we do every year when we read these parashiyot. But every year when we read these Parshiot, and it's like, again, you, there's like a, this, the kid awakens, and he's like, how is it going to develop, even though you know what's going to happen, but meaning like, how am I going to feel this year when, this, when I hear this story? How am I going to feel this year when this part of the story becomes clear again? So, that's why these parashiyot, these are such exciting, exciting parashiyot. And Rabbi Tzedek is going to bring us to the heart of connecting the end of last Shabbos to the beginning of this Shabbos. Question, how much time passes between the end of Miketz and the beginning of Vayigash? Three seconds. A nanosecond. <laughs> or, could it be more?
1: Well, it takes time I mean, to walk back to Israel and come back No, no, to... no, no, They're no, standing no standing one left. In. Well, that's the that's the question, Shoshana. The is like, you got she- right, yeah. but that's the
0: question, is that she- if he's standing before Yosef, then why does he have to say Vayigash Elav? He could just say, you know, I'm here. Then the, the Mepharshim speak about this. Zatomeret, did any time pass? Did any locations change? Even though in our minds, the story is, okay, they got caught. He says... Okay, I guess Hashem found, you know, last Shabbos, like, <laughs> we're, we're avadim to you, Yosef, or not Yosef, we're avadim to you, Tzofi, or whatever they called it, Tzofna <laughs> Pana, <laughs> right? Did anything, did, what, what transpired between the end of Miketz and the beginning of Vayikash? Did anything happen chronologically? Did anything happen on a time level or on a space level? We don't know. It could be. It could be there's a little bit of movement. We don't know. But what definitely happens is a shift going on in here. In the heart, there's a world of movement. Mm -hmm. A world of movement. That's why even if it's a nanosecond, or it's ten minutes, or even five hours, or a day or two, it's not as powerful as the shift that happens in Yehuda's heart from the way the Torah is divided, like we said last week, by the end of Miketz and the beginning of Vayigash. So we know that this word Vayigash means to approach, lageshet, right, Hagasha." And we also know how Chazal have, des- have described to us what he exactly was doing. Some say he was about to come and be ready for war. Some say he was coming to Daven. Some say he was coming to try to appease and bring some type of a gift. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? So we'll see how Reb Tzadok is going to tie these things together. Let's understand. What was Yehuda thinking? What was transpiring? What was his experience? What was? Does everyone have? By the way, did it get to everyone? Are there enough? Are there any extras? By the way, you're sharing, right? I'm sorry. Okay. No, mm. no. I, I thought. I, I don't know why. I thought I made. I thought I made like twenty-five or something. Okay. We're good, we're good. It's just very important to follow inside the text. like Follow with you from inside the text. It's amazing. Have you heard of the concept called Tziduk Adin? Tziduk adin means justifying the, the, the judgment. Accepting. That this is what, this is the reality. If it's a harsh reality, it's accepting it upon yourself. Kind of like when someone passes away, when we say, Baruch Dayan HaEmet, that's kind of what we're doing. It's called Tziduk HaDin. We're justifying the judgment. It seems like last Pasha, Yehuda accepted. This is what it's going to be. We are going to be servants to you. You caught us. God caught us. Uh, even though he doesn't even know what, he's, what he means when he says, God caught us. Because he doesn't think that he did anything wrong at this moment, but Yehuda is mekabel ol malchut shemaim last Shabbos. He accepts. This is my reality. Tziduk hadin. This is a very important concept. Tziduk hadin. He tziduk hadin al avsho shekula miu avdim. And after this, kasher he niach leem Yosef shirak mishen imza beyado ye eved nigash betochechot gam al ze. But then. When Yosef says no, only the person whose goblet, uh, who, who the goblet was found in their possession, they will be the servant. Then it's, then it seems like okay, he's ready to wage war. So what transpires? What changes <inaudible> in Yehuda? <inaudible> Betochechot, <inaudible> uh, uh, like re, like rebuke. What's that? <inaudible> <a? inaudible> <inaudible> I mean, in between, Daniel was ready to accept the gene, but then Yosef said no, no. That's what changed. Yosef was the one who said. You don't all have to be on you. Right. Only so, you so a second before, Yehuda is Mekabel the Din, and it seems like he's Shalem with the way that the story has enveloped, right? But then when Yosef, who, well, Tzofnat, Panach, right? When this person, this foreign king, this foreign ruler, says, no, 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 just him, he loses it. Now, why? the question that already comes up is, why isn't this? Why can't he be Metzdiq the Din also on that.
1: Well, I think him from his brother. Like, as long as he's together in the same boat, being on me. And he feels like at least he's like to
0: protect. Because he's he, he said, said to his father, "Anochi arveno." Very good. He says, "I'm going to be a guarantor, so I'm going to stick the deen as long as I can be, as long as I can <clears throat> keep my word." But that's not really tzeduk mm-hmm. because tzeduk means even if I can even if I can't keep up to what I had promised. As broken as I am, if this is the way Hashem designed it to be, it should be Matzdiq the din also over there.
1: Maybe because he felt guilty, and, mm-hmm. and he knows that Binyamin's actually the only one that's not guilty. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> right, of anything. Right? <laughs> well, it's interesting. What do you think Yehuda thought when they found it by Binyamin? What did he think about Binyamin? You see, Yehuda, remember, what we have to do with this shear is, let's go into their mind for a second, not the way that we, not, the, not based upon the facts that we know. But let's try to imagine, what did Yehuda think for a second when he sees his, right, he thinks, okay, the ten brothers, they've been up to no good in their life, they did some bad things, but Binyamin, he's pure, he's clean. You ever think like that about your, you and your older siblings, and you think, no, my younger sibling, they're Tamim, they're Tahor. Then you realize, oh, they also have this Shovavut inside of them, right? Then you're like, oh, the younger one also has this gene of being a Shovav. So it could be for a second, Yehuda looks at Binyamin, and he's like, I thought that you were from the clean ones, right? you also have some kind of a shtick going on by you? Could be. We don't know.
1: But didn't he just blurt out, not possible? Ooh. In other words, Yehuda. Like The very next phrase is
0: okay, so not this, possible. So this is, this is where we meet the parsha. Mm. Vayigash Elav Yehuda is not about the brothers having to pay for their sins. Vayigash Elav Yehuda is it's not about us. There's something else going on here. If it was just about us, and bya ani We have to mekabelize. There's someone else suffering here. There's other things going on here that it's not just about us paying for the sins that we did in our past. Yesh pomashu mashu I can't put my finger on it. you is saying, but something else is going on here. But Reb Tadok is going to develop this. Look how he says this. Ve'Yesh lo Third line. Dehi nekasher nimtzah gavia like we said before, when the goblet was found and the mishpat was, they're all going to be servants. He, he was מצדיק the din. He accepted the judgment because he's kind of saying like, this is like midat keneged midah to a certain extent, right? This is like midat keneged midat. They sold Yosef to be a slave. So, okay, we sold him as a slave, not the person in front of them. They think he's dead. But in their mind, it never left them. How many years later is this? 22 years later, they're still carrying it, obviously. And they realized, well, wow, twenty-two years later, you know, there are people that I know that things happened to them thirty years later in life after they did something wrong. They're like, Of course. i like, you don't leave this world without paying for midak and midah stuff you've been through. So a seventy like seventy something year old man came up to me uh, over Hanukkah and said, I've done some I have done some bad stuff in my life. So and this is like a very, very like sweet, gentle, generous person. And I said, you know, I know Kohanim are called priests, but mm-hmm. there's no Indian here of going through, it's not a confession booth or anything, but <laughs> what, I wanna, what I want to say, you know, is like, you've also done some amazing stuff. He's like, yeah, but there's certain things that with all the truth I've done, I've never seen in my life a situation of actually having a midah, meaning like, not just saying I'm sorry, but, but paying for what I did while I'm, while I'm still in this world. That's a very heavy thing. <coughs> Yehuda's like, okay, listen, Evantidze. Uh, if we're all going to be slaves, that's paying. That's paying up for it. Let, let's just get this done with. Let's get this done with. We're going to pay for it. Twenty-two years doesn't it haunts all of us. Besides one, <laughs> who doesn't it haunt? Yeah. The one that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Now he says, "Vegamet But you know what Reb says about Yehuda. You know what, Benjamin? You also have to be part of this. Why? Even though you weren't there, you weren't part of the, of, the, of, the, of the selling, selling him as a slave, So the world is judged usually based on the majority. Sometimes we have to also pay for things in this world when we're amongst a kahal That was involved in bad things, and somehow our presence wasn't shining bright enough to prevent the majority from falling in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. It's a a phenomenon, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. How do you say agla rufa in English? Um, What's the right wording?
1: Cutting off the head of the calf. There is no example.
0: The beheading of a, a. Calf, yeah, sure, there is a term, yeah, there's a term and, and it's actually it actually makes... has to do with this parsha also, because mm-hmm. the agalot. Right. Okay. But we, we see this throughout halacha that even if even if you are not personally guilty of a communal crime, mm-hmm. you also have to be part and somehow of the way that everyone pays for it. And on the penimius, we say because if I was really, if I was really as 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 shining bright as I as I can be, as I should be. The klal would be mushpa from it, the majority would be influenced by it. So Yehuda, so Reb Tzedek is saying Yehuda even accepted that is that somehow Benjamin and and Reuven, who Ruvain wasn't at the mechira member he left and then he comes back and he's like oh my god what happened over here saying no they're part of the klal you're part of the majority. So Here, here, clearly, yes, yes. I mean, we have that with Mashi- with like a, every generation that didn't bring Mashiach, right? So, like there are people that in every generation that tried to bring Mashiach, but They have to suffer for it. the Mashiach didn't come because the rove. is like, well, to a certain extent, yes. So he's like, look, this is just this mishpat is just from Hashem that we're all going to be slaves. Even the ones that didn't participate because we're part of a robe, a part of a cloud and malasot. It is what it is. Um, second paragraph. He's like, wait a second. If it's just Binyamin that's getting punished, this is not Mida Keneged Mida here. Because if it was just meaning if it was Mida keneged midah, it wouldn't be just Benjamin that's going to be suffering right now. So he's like, oh, so what's going on now in Yehuda's heart? And now he starts thinking, so why, why how did it end up that Yosef was sold and we're not getting punished over it? Ah, maybe because... We know that from the time that Avram Avinu made the Brit, had the Brit Ben Betarim with God, where he said to him, "You know, your offspring is going to have to go into Galut." So Yehuda was like, "Maybe it was simply that God sidereze, God uh, organized. organized and He arranged that Yosef's going to be sold as a slave. Why to mekayem the how the prophecy was given over to Avram Avinu. Of the of the the Mahalach of Am Yisrael. that someone's going to have to go down and someone's going to have to suffer and someone's going to have to like also come out of it, but again he's not he's not he's not quite sure about this because he still thinks that his brother is dead, but he at least he gets to the point of saying, my brother Yosef from Shamaim, they organized it that he's going to be the one that it's going to be on him, to go through this process that was revealed to Avram Avinu, which eventually is a key key process in the whole story of Am Yisrael, and it's got to be done by a big, big tzaddik. And so he starts... He it's been
1: Yemen because in his eyes, yes, ah. so him. So, he's
0: getting, down. He's getting there. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. Va- Yaakov also thought that. So ya- ah, so he's, he's going <laughs> to get there also. He's going <laughs> to Those two things, <laughs> he's going to address this. Exactly. Vedaika Ali de Yosef. Now he comes to the conclusion, this has to be done through Yosef. Mi Because I realize Yosef really was the chosen son. Why? Because Yaakov was mourning and mourning and mourning and mourning over him. She She Yosef Ayat by seeing his father's immense pain over his son, it really drilled into Yehuda that wow Yosef was, Yosef is or why I don't know what to say over here, in his eyes. Yosef was he doesn't know.
1: He seems to old so old I don't know.
0: Well, he, tell, no, he He says to. He says to Yosef, "V'achiv met." Remember? Yeah. They tell him the story. write so they, it they the story they brought back to the father? But they
1: they didn't kill
0: him. They no, no, him. they didn't kill him, but yeah, they assumed they right. But the the way they bring it to the way they describe it to Yosef is like, mm-hmm. no, this little boy's brother died. Mm-hmm. So, the third line paragraph. The svarah le'ashlim bo ha-ainui. So he had a svarah. Wow, my brother Yosef was chosen to complete the the torture that that someone from our line had to go through. Now, what do you mean to complete? Who started it? Well, it's like you said, Shoshana, it's a Yaakov says, No, 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 no. I took this on already. It's not about Egypt. I already went through the torture that Avram was told that your children are going to have to go through. And, and when did this happen? By my years, by Lavan. No one should ever have to go what I went through. I went through that already. Right? I, I went through the torture. I went through the pain. Val can't...
1: Ke... No.
0: no. It's just going to be, Vavadum ve'inu otam, Right? It's, 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 now, honestly, I'm thinking about... What is but it not four No. Uh, it was 100, 190 years uh, were taken off, right? But this is an ama- amazing thing, is because I'm thinking like this: Can you imagine any t- going up to any Jew after Auschwitz and telling them you're still going to have to be fighting for years, losing people and, and going through such torturing to till this refinement called Am Yisrael comes out like Bagalui? So Yaakov Avinu goes through love and he's like, and then the parsha tells us, Yeshev, Yaakov, right? What does Rashi tell us? Bikesh Yaakov Leshev b'shalva. Now he's like, now's my time to chill. Valkin, Bikesh Yakov Leshe b'shalva. Why? Because he was like, okay, I went through the I went through the Mishagas. It can't get any wackier. Oh, really, Yaakov Avinu, welcome to Parashat Vayeshev. Right? <laughs> like they say, <coughs> you, 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 you haven't seen a thing yet. So Yehuda's like, Okay, so it didn't end by my father. So who's it going to end by? So he's like, Okay, so I guess, to, to, to patch up all the pieces now, it's my brother, that's Yosef, that completed whatever role of, of torture, of pain, that we had to go through because our great-grandfather Avram was told this is how it's going to be. That's what's going on. Remember, this is like a Torah on the psyche of Yehuda. This is what's going on in Yehuda's mind. Ve'yinei, <coughs> next paragraph, ata. Ka'ashe rotze Moshe as the governor of Egypt, wants she'binyamini ye'eved, that only Binyamin will be the evid. Dan Yudamize Shibavada Yosef Metkva. Ah. So when he sees, this is amazing, when he sees that now this torture is only going on one person, Binyamin, therefore he says, <speaking in Hebrew> This kid's brother died. Why? Because it wasn't fulfilled. Because it wasn't fulfilled, yeah. <speaking in Hebrew> So now from Shemaim, Yehudah is saying, I guess this boy is now chosen to <coughs> the Kayim, the Gzera, to finish off the, the business. So that leaves us even in a bigger question. Then why in the world are you pleading for this to end? Why aren't you mazdik the din? It seems like a great analysis of like, okay, makes sense now. It gets to till, till Binyamin. He's going to finish it off, right? Now you're going to go out and wage war? Doesn't make any sense. You hear the question, oh, I mean, right? Mind, right. <laughs> so Bidi yuk. It's yeah. exactly what you're saying. This is all transpiring in his mind. Mm-hmm. This is all adding up intellectually with all the faculties of, of, the, of the brain, of the mind, of, of intellect, of understanding. But there's something else that's going on over here that looks uh, up here and is like, you can come up to all the conclusions in the world that you have over here. But behemet, Yeshpoba, yeah. Because down here, there's a whole other parasha that's going on. Right? It seems like okay, we're
1: separating people. Meaning, so Benjamin is still very much connected to his father. And for saying this, his father has like accomplished kind of like the pain and suffering that he's experienced in his lifetime came to an end. Like, by enslaving Benjamin, we're still...
0: Enslaving the father. Yeah. Ah. You're all... Today, everyone's so sharp because that's the next paragraph. It's an amazing thing. hithil ata lehitmarmer meod benafsho. Okay, so now he's starting. Okay, he's like, okay, great with all the brain gymnastics, mental gymnastics I've done. This is all beautiful and sweet. But now my heart is... hitmarmer benafsho. My soul is starting to really... marmer. That means like bitter, like... Uh, really suffering Let's see, my father crying all those years over my brother Yosef, the pain my father went through. Who really caused it? Really me. Now he's saying, wow, by me becoming a guarantor, And now that my brother, Binyamin is going to be enslaved, my dad is going to die. This is going to kill my father. There's no Shilas. He even says that in the last parasha. Yaakov Inu says, I'm going to die. Yehuda's looking at Lev, he's like, I can come to all the conclusions that make sense, but this may cause my father to die. Can I matzik the din for that? Before it happens? God forbid So he, in the bitterness of his heart, he goes with davening, begging this governor that Yehuda should be the one that's the Evid. Now what does that mean, that he was asking to become the Eved? And the completion of this picture of some... You know, some of the torture the and the pain and the affliction that seems to still not be complete. You know what's amazing is that it wasn't even complete after this. It was only complete for another two hundred and ten years. But he said, Let let it be <coughs> let it be through me.
1: He's trying to force it to so take it into his own hands and say it should
0: come through me. Let it be through me. Let me be the one that has to suffer. Let me be the one that has to go through this. You know, the Midrashim would say that basically. The neshamas of the brother during the mechira and during this story were basically fighting over the, who's going to have the privilege of, through them, be the hashlamah of this stage in life, the completion of this stage in life. of like Who's going who's to be the gibor? Who's going to take it upon themselves to be like, okay, no, this is from Hashem, this is the way you wanted it, but who's going to be the gibor to say, I'm the one that's accepting upon myself. It has to go through me. It's interesting
1: because they, each one of them thinks that it's like one on on the shoulders of one person. Right. And really it's, right. it's on all of them. That's very deep. But that makes sense. That's very that deep. Mamash.
0: What's, what's that?
1: Until now, yeah. until their generation, it's always been one. So it makes sense that they think it's
0: only one. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at it back, nachon, three generations of it always being one. one, 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 one then one. there's like, it's either him or him. Well, that guy's out. Then the next generation, it's either Fatma, Abba or uncle, e- <laughs> uncle Esav. So, no, it's it's one, yeah. But then the shvatim come. It's so deep what you just said because the shvatim bring out yachad to yisrael that it's it's not it's not going to be through one even if the person's a tzaddik. And even if the person just a chuva, tshuva, everyone has to take part somehow in this. I, I don't like to say communal torture and suffering. Mm-hmm. But everyone, everyone is is whether we whether I say it or not, we all feel that. So it doesn't matter what I say, no. <laughs> whether I say that or not, that's the mitzuyot anyway. So we may as well just be real with how it's enveloped here. And what Yeshushan just said is like, Mamash, it's so deep. What you just said is that. But, but Yehuda doesn't Yehuda doesn't care. He's like he's like I, I can't. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this all on me. I'm gonna put this all on me. Meaning I'm gonna mashlim. I'm gonna complete this picture. Of this crucial stage in the development of Am Yisrael, and which really means the redemption of the whole world, I'm going to put it all on me.
1: Well, isn't he the epitome of of, of a tshuva? So we learn from this how Hashem is teaching us how to do tshuva permit. So how? So
0: how, how do you? How would you say then?
1: So this is first, you do think about it in your mind the whole process. What could it be? Hmm. I never thought of that. He could think that it was, you know, but. But that really it comes from his deepest his deepest nishama level yes. that he could feel sorry and take the responsibility, because the other one, you know victim versus <coughs> victim mentality, you know right. that it's my fault but then taking responsibility, no and going, saying no, I can take responsibility. I did wrong. It's my fault. Uh-huh. And that's what he became the that's why we're from David. The whole thing is the same, he does the that same thing Tuba. <laughs> there are symbols of chuba, how to be a love. So does that what can the like meaning what do we saying? Or what are you saying when or what are you saying? When you say that it's on one person like meaning that each individual is blaming themselves when really they're all responsible. Like what are what are we taking that?
0: I think that, that it could be many people can say like the tzaddik is going to take care of everything. It's like a Rebbe and the Gulf mm-hmm. When When the Babach Rebbe got up in the 28th of Nisan in 1992,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Or one? Or one. one. Two. Uh, mm, sorry. I think one. Tough, 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 nunshin Aleph. I think it was one. I'm not, whatever it is. And he said, and the Rebbe said, I did whatever I could do. Now it's on you. The Hasidim were tripping. I have a friend that I, I just... Oh, <coughs> Asi Spiegel, who was here, he was there when the Rebbe said this. He described to me that that was one of, the, one, of the, one of the most, not just powerful, but also even frightening moments as well. Because they're like, what? You mean it's not just you, the Rebbe, that's going to finish this whole thing off? And the Rebbe looks at everyone and says, I've done everything I can. Now it's on you guys, it." So on the one hand, it's frightening as like, you know, craziness. And on the other hand, it's, it's it, what could be more empowering?
1: But you is also referring
0: to a whole, it's not one. Maybe. You, no, every individual. You, every individual forms the whole.
1: Yehuda is saying it's my responsibility.
0: He's not talking about anything. right. No, so he's wrong. So he's also wrong. Meaning Yehuda. Meaning uh, every person has to have that moment of Yehuda in him, where they say to Hashem, "Look, let it all be on me." Not in a God forbid in the Christian manner of things. I'm saying in a very very holy way of saying, "I don't want anyone to suffer." If God forbids... listen, Chalila. When when parents have sick children, obviously, you know, my sister worked in the in the. Pag-ia in, the, in the yeah, in the NICU for years. Sometimes I visit her, but even just to hear the stories of what parents, you know, what they look at, any parent in the world with their sick children would say such a thing, right? So it's easier to feel like that naturally when it comes to the, the, the helpless little human being that's suffering and can't do anything, right? But every person has to have a part of them that says, I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want to suffer either, but I'd rather I have to go through something than someone else, you know. It's not something we, 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 we in a perfect world, would say, okay, let's see who could, let's see who's going to take on suffering today. Please, me, chas v'shalom, God forbid. But we do feel that inside our hearts. But here the, the piece is saying, okay, Yehuda, I mean, Reb Tzedek's not saying what you said, but it's... The reality is saying what you said Rabbi Tzadik is saying "No, this is why Yehuda came to the conclusion of what he came to by telling Yosef at Tzadik not Paneach it's not my father that's finishing this picture it's not my brother Yosef because he's obviously dead because now it was put on my younger brother Benyamin but if my brother Binyamin goes through it and he's the one that has to do this I killed my father, I already killed my brother I'm going to kill my father too? no way no way. Put it on me. I'm taking it. But, like he says, The last few words in the second to bottom paragraph. And the Na'ar and the kid let him go back up to, my, to our father with his brothers. And then he ends off this epic piece by basically by something that we know from every year's learning, no matter how we've learned that when Yaakov, when, when uh, Yehuda was speaking, I'm getting so mixed up with the us, even last night the chassan's name was, I think, like, Yaakov Yisrael ben Avraham or something. Ravram Yosef. <laughs> the only person not the missing was was Yitzchak. <laughs> I think it was Yaakov Avram or Yaakov Yisrael ben Avram Yosef. I was like, wow, Dafka, now you're getting married. Also, these parshiyim. Hayun Ishmaim Lekan Ulekan. Now that means the words of Yehuda were being heard. In that room, and in the higher room up there in Shemaim, shebe diber Yosef. In the pshat, he was speaking to his brother Yosef. But advarim halalu be'atzma la But really, the words he was saying was a fila to Hashem. How do we? What's well, an easy way of knowing that as he was talking to Yosef, he was really talking to Hashem? Because what doesn't the first pasuk say? Doesn't say who he was talking to. Yeah. V'yigash elav Yehuda. Mm-hmm. There's no name. Va'igash elav Yehuda. He's talking to, talking to Zorak. He says he's really pouring out his heart before Hashem. Wouldn't it be amazing if the head Sadok so um, took Yehuda's
1: psyche also in the moments leading up to throwing Yosef into the bed? Meaning if we could almost like compare uh-huh. the mindset of Yehuda leading up to it, because it seems like there, there's like also happening here just in his mindset like just in his thoughts
0: So, right. meaning meaning, if we x-rayed Yehuda's mm-hmm. heart or mind mm-hmm. um, he's like "This is my brother is the biggest tzaddik and we have to end gulis so he has to be the one that has to go through this so let's L'Shem Shemaim throw this holy tzaddik into the board mm-hmm. you know that that's how Reb Shlomo was Mufayeshed wow oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> In a certain way, it's a little bit different, but basically, yeah. In Ishbitz, of course, you're going to get to the <laughs> this way of thinking. You know, this like completely a <laughs> al But there, there's a school of thought that says they're trying to bring Mashiach. Mm-hmm. They were all. That's all they were involved doing. They're like they, they were trying to bring Mashiach. Look, they went through. Um, did any of them? Yeah, they all knew their grandfather, Yitzchak. None of them knew Av- their great grandfather, but they all knew their grandfather, they must have known the grandfather, they know at least know of the grandfather's brother. they already been through a lot of family drama. They're like, how much longer could it last? And we're sitting here thousands of years later, and we're asking also, how much longer can this Bilbul last? So they were actively trying to simply bring Mashiach. So it's good what you're saying, Mamash. Now remember, Reb Tzadok comes from the base Medrash of the Ishbetzer, so this is not Stam, that you know, we're able to think like this conflicts between brothers? I Meaning, it goes generation,
1: generation, generation. You see the tension, you know. Is this the
0: last story? No, well then you yeah. have Korah. No, no, but that's not about no, that's brothers. brothers. It's a little bit uh, different. Yeah. different. I was thinking yeah, by the Shlomo the... Amelech's sons, but that's, yeah. the, that's the Navi. Because yeah, Ephraim and
1: Menashe are like the examples of, a of, of brothers. Right?
0: That's what I'm saying. David's sons, Shlomo of Shalom. That's later. In the Torah...
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. He succeed, that's he very deep. Doing something right? right? Is there, there's is. No so next to, the only other brothers are Moshe and Aaron. Like, that's it. Right. Moshe, well, no, Nina, we have a Aram, Lazar Aram, Aram. and Tamar,
0: Nadav right. and Avio. Nadav and Avio were in it together. He <laughs> right. That,
1: he does something here that changes the course of generations to come yeah. in terms of right. brother, sibling, yeah. I think Rabbi sibling has relationship in the family, yeah. which can actually be the precursor for Moshe, because that's where it all starts. It all starts in the family. Right. So, I mean, once he does this huge shift in terms of the relationships within the family, that pattern no longer.
0: Continues. That that whole like tikkun kain behevel, even you would yeah, say. So mm-hmm. what
1: he does is something a lot bigger, yeah. on a much broader level. Wait, well, I mean, wouldn't that explain like Mashiach Ben
0: Yosef? And... Mashiach, yeah, you use you use course of course it does. Of course it does. Right, right. <laughs> but you know, but but it's amazing that even though that's taken care of. It didn't bring Mashiach. It's a precursor, but it still didn't, you know, it didn't. Oh, a step that you need in the right direction. <laughs> that step took place how many years ago? <laughs> okay, so again, Kikol d'ivrei Yehuda eini shmeim lekanu lekanu bepshuto diber liyosef. But verim alalu baatzman ayakavan atoli tefilah Hashemid berach. But really, he was talking to davening to Hashem. Be Adoni. I always love, I love that Torah. The first thing he says is, "Be Adoni." You're in me. I have Rachmanes on me. You're in me. Chusa alamalach. Be Adoni. Yidaber na'av dechad devar beznei Adoni. Hakol ha'mechuvan la'Hashem it barach. Adoni shal sheyada shekol me'ora me'ashgachato gachatoy Ma barach. otam, he ma umas itziva sheaviyut binyamin. He doesn't yet know it's it's Yosef, but he knows. Forget who you are. Your Hash, Hash Hashem is the one that's orchestrating this whole thing. He doesn't know yet. This is before Yosef reveals himself. But he's already, you see the way he's speaking in the beginning of Ayyigash. He's like, I don't know who you, you're a pawn. Just like everything up until now have been, everyone has been a pawn and everyone's played a role. But it's really Hashem Ibarat that's (coughs) orchestrating this whole thing.
1: Uh, Rav Natan Zantzal used to talk about being a sofer Stam in this pasuk. Because it's not Hashem, it's Adoni.
0: Uh and then there's
1: a whole thing that's going on there with the tvi'la, or I don't remember what oh that's
0: so special because a sofer has to tovel every time they say they write Shem Hashem but here it's the words Aleph Dalet Nuni it's the word letters of Hashem but the pshat is that he's speaking to Yosef but the pshat of the Zohar is that he's speaking to Hashem that's amazing wow I don't
1: remember the answer what did he do do you know? I don't remember the answer (laughs) Knowing
0: him, he probably did. He probably did. The midrash tells us, We see, according to the midrash, that Yosef, uh, that Yehuda goes up, ready for war, ready to have an appeasement or to pray. kam shum But do, do we see any prayer here? it's us, like already, we already learned for so many years, all the different perushim about what was going on <coughs> over here but do we see that Yehuda was praying in these p'sukim on the p'shat that's the drush, but on the p'shat it doesn't say that he's praying it's saying he's, he's, pleading. he's pleading he's pleading, he's not praying but this is what the is saying is that when you come to the Rebono and I mean, you basically tell over your story and you're showing him that I see you in every single one of the areas of my life, there's no greater prayer. Really, these words he was talking to Yosef, these were words of tefillah to Hashem. Again, tefillah doesn't just mean to ask, tefillah can also mean, okay, Hashem, I'm calling this out. I'm acknowledging that this has been you, only you, only you, this whole thing. This Reb Tzedek is saying this is a davening tomb. Davening is not just asking. It's it's clearly showing the that you're calling him out.
1: Is all all the things that happened in Yehuda's life is what made him possible to see the Malachim? Because of what happened with Tamar and everything that he just felt like it's out of his control.
0: It's It's a great question. Could a tzaddik see this without having to go through all of it? According to Ishbitz, a tzaddik has to be able to relate to the Baal, to feel the distance and pain a Baal Tshuva has felt by their Averas without doing the Averas. that's a tzaddik, according to Ishbitz. Sorry. It's like what we
1: spoke
0: about when
1: a when a yeah. Rebbe yeah. meets meet someone, um, he, he's like taking his. Why was he sweating? Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nachon
0: Nachon. Well, Yehuda is definitely not a tzaddik the way that we understand the tzaddik. And the, yeah, Yehuda's, Yehuda is the Balchuva. tshuva. Right. I mean, but a Balchuva tshuva can, can become a tzaddik in most schools no, no. of thought. Yeah. And <laughs> Yaakov, and where did he learn? Where did he learn how to do this? So this ties to the beginning of this year. Shalach neged Esav when he went to that fateful, fateful meeting in Parashat Vayishlach. Shalach neged Esav. What does the Torah tell us? The B'farshim tell us she doron. He came ready with a gift, uli and with prayer, and also le He was he may have had to go out for war. Ki kol maase avot siman Wow. It's crazy, right? So here's an amazing thing. What's going on over here? Now let's go back to a little bit of of just the way we learned this story when we were in you know, Aleph for a second, okay? The Torah says, Vayekanu Bo Echav. What does that mean? In Parshat Vayeshev, Vayekanu Bo Echav, the brothers were jealous. What were they jealous of? That it seems that Yosef chapped his father better than anyone else, and there was some kind of love going on there that none of them had. Now, every anyone that's ever experienced this in your own family, know it's a torturous feeling to to feel and see, and experience it's some kind of a. It's not even. It's not even like that. A father chooses to like one of the kids more. It's just that they relate more to the, one, of the, one of the one of the one of the children of the family. It's brutal, and maybe Yehuda's whole life. Is he's like, I just want to be, I want my Abba to be able to relate to me. Maybe that's maybe that's what he was trying to do his whole life. And here, by acting, like he acts here exactly like his father, Yaakov Avinu. Right? So maybe what I want to say is like this. The Torah doesn't tell us this, but maybe Yaakov Avinu heard about the way that this enveloped, right? That this basically came out to be, and he's like, Wow, Yehuda, I never knew this, but you're mamish me, mm-hmm. and maybe that's the shlemos that mm-hmm. part of the shlemos that took place over here, right? It could be. I don't know. Like, this is this is the stuff that these parshias tell us. Like, listen, we're going to give you <coughs> this much, but we trust your minds and brain to take it to, you know, very very high deep places. We should just be zolcha that the way we learn this should uh, awaken within us all the tikkunim that that were taking place over here and in our families. However, this needs to be happen, happen. it should be a tikkun. And remember, that davening isn't just saying, I need this, I want this. And it's not even saying, thank you. Sometimes davening is just saying, you did this, you did this, you did this, and I'm seeing this. That's also a state of prayer. It's maybe, you, it sounds like you're just making statements, but so, is the, the, so are the 13 principles of faith. <laughs> so those are also statements. But the way that you say a statement through a through a is—it's a prayer. You're praying it. You become a prayer. So we should be privileged to mamash tune into what Ya'bitzodok was saying over here and take us into Pashat Va'yigash in, in a new way, like like never before. Be'zrat Hashem. All right, everyone. Thank you for coming.